Raza, ¿cómo andamos? We are back. We are back. In the Yet same clothes that we were in uh, last week, like two weeks ago. No, they're going to be released back to back. Ay, si estaré bien inteligente. ¿Quién me dijo que yo podía hablar? Bueno, pues estamos de regreso. Porque yeah. hace cinco minutos estaban tocando el otro episodio. Y ahorita ya están tocando un nuevo episodio, pues. Yeah, we, we just decided to uh, drop really, yeah, drop a bonus episode. Drop our tits um, to the ground. Basically. Uh, and the reason being is because we haven't filmed. So we're really, 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 really sorry. Um, but we did film a whole ass catch up episode. Yes, so we did. If you did not listen to that one, go back and listen to that one where yes. we just kind of briefly explained what we have going on, what's been going on. And I dropped some big news. So, big news. Um, yeah, they're e. not fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, uh, como fake news. Donald Trump. Bombo. But anyways, um, fake news, yeah, fake reg news. regresen, vean el episodio. <laughs> Reggaeton. Oh, no. Ya, yeah, reggaeton. Oh, noticia del, del episodio. Este, el Daddy Yankee se va a retirar, güey. Sí, se, re, se va a retirar. Se nos, se nos retira. That dude, he looks like a fucking 27-year-old man. Like, he looks he so still looks like mm, Daddy. Daddy Yankee, Yankee bro. You know? Dude, I don't know what it is. He needs to give me some of that fucking... Those skin jeans or something. I don't know what the fuck. He For looks, real. He looks like a, like, a lo mejor si se, I know, Michelle. Si no se haya vendido al, you know, a, you know, al abajo <laughs> para que se viera tan joven, así como la, como I la bruja. Just de, in his genética. Oh, maybe, it, maybe he's just, maybe Puerto Ricans are just like that. Ojalá que no se haya vendido, por favor. Que no se haya vendido, por favor. Porque no se haya vendido para que se conserve. Para que se conserve. No, 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 no. Bueno, pues bueno. to piggy, piggyback off the last episode, um, we are drinking some hot chocolate today. Um, I, I don't did. know why I just hit that to the ground. <laughs> Usually with alcohol, it's, that's it's, we, what we do. Yeah. No alcohol today, guys. As you saw in the last episode, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she says she's, she announced her I'm pregnancy. I'm pregnant. Yep. Dude, I'm just going to keep saying I'm pregnant so when I do get pregnant, nobody believes me. Why would you do that? Because I don't want to Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you want no one to believe you when you're actually pregnant? Dude, because <laughs> my parents, for one, if I'm not married and I come up home pregnant and they're going to be like, you're not fucking pregnant and then my belly is just going to get bigger. Like, what are you going to do? Disown me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> But anyways, I think today's, speaking of parents, actually, today's episode... And I told Michelle, Michelle, like, I really need to get some things off my chest. Like, I need to talk about my parents. We're going to talk about Mexican parental issues or cultural issues that I've been facing. Yeah. And conversations that I've been having with my siblings to try to dissect. Right. Why my parents are acting the way that they are. Yeah. And I have a really strong relationship with you, with my brothers and my sisters. And we are a fucking unit. And I'm just right. extremely privileged to have like educated, you know, like people that understand, they're understanding, they're educated on the subject, like they understand um, child development. We have a basic understanding of psychology. We have all of these basic understandings and we sit down, we have conversations, we try to decipher, okay, why was this specific interaction the way that it was? Right. And how are we going to connect that specific moment that my parents just had to their childhood trauma, their past experiences? 
Like ev- we find an answer for everything. And we try to communicate together to comprehend, entender, okay, they're going through it. We're all out of that. We're all moving out eventually. And we're, they're going through it. We're all not home as much anymore. And it's just been really hard for them to change the transition. And I figured it out. Uh, my brothers and I, we figured it out, my siblings and I, and I had probably the biggest mental breakdown since my law school breakdown because I applied to law school and I only got into schools that I didn't really want to go to. And then I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So that was the last horrible mental breakdown. But this one, this was me channeling my inner child crying uncontrollably washing dishes like that (laughs) to give you the brief uh, description of the mental breakdown. I was like chillando como una pinche niña chiquita silently because I didn't want my parents to hear me crying. And I was silently crying and I was washing dishes and I just broke down. So I'll give you the overview and maybe you can connect some of, you know, some of what I'm talking about. Dude, estaba, estábamos. So the basic overview is this. We are all growing up and we are all adulting and we are trying to adult in the best way possible, but it's very difficult to adult when you are treated like a child and we don't take money from mommy and daddy. Mommy and daddy don't pay our like bills. Al contrario, we're now paying, we're paying them rent. We're paying all of our bills. Everything is covered. Right. We're supporting them to the point where they barely even have a mortgage which is a blessing, bro. Like I'm so grateful that I'm like, yes, dude, we can fucking help them out. So they barely even have a mortgage. They just have to cover their bills. Right. And it's just, I'm like, it's not, people are like, oh, well, if you don't want to be treated like a child, act like an adult. No, bitch. I've been trying trust, trust. I've been independent since I was like 14 years old. I've been buying my own clothes at 14. I was housekeeping. I was fucking grinding. I was in high school. And this this isn't like a case where it's like you uh, are not being treated like an adult because you're acting like a child. This is like I'm literally an adult still being treated like I am a teenager. I I wouldn't say a child. I would say a teenager. Like a teenager. Like, yeah, you can go out, but you have a curfew to come home. Yeah. You're not allowed to go out. uh, uh, Like you're basically 14, 15 years old is kind of like what I can. I'm picking up. Right. Like yes. those are the types of vibes that, okay, you can go out, you can, you could do this, but you have to be home by 10 kind of thing. I understand. Like it's, I, their whole life and their entire identity has been to be husband and wife and parents. And since they were 21 years old, 22. And so the, basically we were in an argument and my mom was just, she's been going through it. You guys, like she's really been going through it. I'm like, is la menopausia or something? I don't know, but she's really been going through it. And I've never seen her like that because she's never had a moment in her life, dude, where she can sit with her feelings. She's been a fucking mom her whole life. Una mujer trabajadora, una madre. Tengo que, you know, tengo que llegar de trabajar para hacer de comer, limpiar. Si toda la vida se ha mantenido ocupada, dude. Y una mujer, tú sabes right. cómo es eso que toda la vida estás ocupada, 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 que nunca has tenido el tiempo para sentarte en, en tu vida y decir, oh my God, what are these feelings and how do I process them? 
right? Like she's never been able to sit down and say, okay, I'm feeling sad. Like she rejects any feeling of sadness. And I'm like, mom, tienes depresión. And she's like, no. I'm like, uh, yeah, ma'am, I can identify. You know, it takes one to know one. I'm like, you do. And I'm like, let's talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. Like she doesn't think that it's like a big, she's that Mexican. Sorry, let me clear my throat because I sound like a, like I smoke cigarettes. I used to, but not anymore. <clears throat> siento que ella no, siento que ella no, she just doesn't, I don't know if this has happened with your mom, but in my case, she doesn't believe that, uh, she believes that depression is, exists, but she doesn't think that she has to get in touch with her feelings to kind of heal. I'm like, you have a lot of healing to do. And she's not at a point where she thinks that she needs to heal so she could feel better. She's at a right. point where she's kind of stuck with how she's feeling. And I'm like, well, you can't fucking stay stuck because this is not a good way to live. I think that we've shared <clears throat> in previous episodes um, kind of like how um, we really tend to focus here on when it comes. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I can't get it out of me. Pregnancy brain. <laughs> um, we, I think that we've discussed in previous episodes um, about the culture shock. And I think we've also talked about like um, psychology and, and mm -hmm. machismo and then believing that if they try to get help, that means that something is yeah. wrong. Yeah. We've, we've had these conversations in the past. Yeah. And I can't help but bring that up and say, you know what? I think it has to do with the fact that number one, how she was raised, mm -hmm. you know? Oh man, and it's rough. our culture sucks. You're not considered. And I'm not saying that this happens anymore because in my mom's side of the family, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, but on my dad's side of the family, it's more so the case. And that's because they were also raised more from, um, ranchos where, you know, lack of education, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, they, they don't know better i <clears throat> guess i should say they and, don't. and we only have the family unity and you try to protect your own and when you get married to someone is because all of a sudden someone is there to protect you and take care of you mm -hmm. and kind of take the the, the parent's spot i don't yeah. think that they believe that there's a room in in between where you could just be your own self yep they and don't they they fucking do not because you don't have your own person person personality person your own way of being sorry and, and, i don't know how to express I, that i want that in between exactly i want that time alone in my life where i'm like no you know i'm not pursuing anything right now and a lot of people know me they're like okay you know it's been like this for a while but it's like no i have to get out of a situation where i'm still being treated like a child and become fully financially independent I want to build and I'm building, I'm trying to, I'm working towards building a financial safety net by me, for me. Absolutely. Trust. I'm When I'm looking at a man, I'm also looking at their financial safety net if they can handle their own. And I'm not trying to get taken care of, but trust, I would like for them to one day be able to. Of course, because you join forces. Because that's exactly. But for right now, it's on me to get mine and and there's Absolutely. and i've been telling my mom this for the last three years i'm like ma'am i am not ready for this because i want to be this and yeah. i feel like she kind of doesn't understand i that. don't think that i don't think that she will be able to because to her that's like what do you mean 
you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to them, it's something yeah. unknown. Yeah, it's to like, them, it's something te sales that, de la casa cuando te casas. Ya like, que te casas con how, una persona, ya te puedes salir. Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> how dare you think you could just go off on your own? Unless you're in school or whatever, which, yeah. I, which I am in school. So it's like, that's my, you know, my excuse. But bringing it back to that mental breakdown, the, the main thing that really exploded that I hadn't, you know, I had been talking with Ricky, yeah. my brother about this, like, okay, my mom went through this trauma. My mom went through this trauma. Okay. My mom and dad went through this trauma. Right. So the, I'm just highlighting everything. The 2008 financial crisis, they took a big fucking right. hit. So, you, you know, all the conversations that we have about money, all of these different things of us being treated a certain way. I get it, dude, because they lost a lot and we haven't been through that. But basically my mom, we were like all yelling. I don't even know how it happened, but we were all like arguing. And basically she screamed at my dad and she said, I never went to school when my, when I, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to high school. I wanted to continue after high, like I wanted to continue after high school. I wanted to learn how to sew and I couldn't do that because she had my grandpa and then she right after my grandpa, she came over here. She met my dad three months later. She fell in love. They got married. They got married because she wasn't going to be able to be with him. No más acá de novia. She literally said, if you want, she had to go back to Mexico and she literally said, if you want to fucking be with me, you have to marry me. And my dad went and he picked her up, picked up his family in Michoacán and went to Jalisco and married her. So when that happened, at first, my dad took her out of work because he was the provider per the culture. He took her out of work because he was a provider and she didn't get to do. She was a joyera, dude. She made fucking rings on mano. She was she worked at a jewelry store in Guerneville. Like she she had a passion and she was a seamstress. Every single dress that she wore when she was in high school and uh, when she came over here, she sewed it herself like when she's, she's like, yo no me superé, like, yo no, yo no aprendí inglés. And she highlighted women that did in our lives, uh, that women that got their education, women that have careers. And I just, I was looking at her. I started crying when she started screaming because I was looking at her and, and I said, oh my God, like my whole life, this has just been my mom. But I didn't think of her as a, a woman. woman. With a, with a passion, with a career, with a desire to, to be better. To want more. To want more. And then I realized every single aspect of my identity. In, I'm so sorry for crying. Every single aspect of my identity is because my mom sacrificed that so aspect of herself. She didn't get to be the career woman that I want to be. She didn't get to be. She didn't get to have it all. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to have it all God willing. And I just, I was like, I walked away. I went to go wash dishes and I was just bawling and I couldn't stop crying. And I'm like, how the fuck had I not seen this before? Like I've, I'm in my master's program. It's been six years of school and I haven't realized that my mom didn't get to be the woman that she maybe dreamed of becoming one day because she was a mother and she yeah. was a wife. And I can't imagine all of the women and we're in a good, like we've always been blessed with, you know, work, but I can't imagine all of the women out there that have not been able to chase their dreams because they're working two jobs. All of the single mothers 
that they have to put all of their dreams and their desires aside because they have to live paycheck. They have to make their checks. And when that happened, I said, I'm fucking done. Like, I'm going to stop thinking about just me and like in terms of my academia. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to get my mom into school. I'm going to sign her up at the JC. I'm going to get her into a floristry class, into a seamstress, like a sewing class. And I'm going to do better for her because her whole life, she's done everything for us. And this is the struggle that I'm talking about when it comes to like being treated like a child. It's like, toda la vida fue mamá. And so she knows nothing else. She doesn't have a, you know, she was a housekeeper and she loved that. And she really did identify like, oh, this is my career. This is what I love doing. But it, she wanted to do more. Right. And when I felt that, I said, I will never let my mom feel like she can't be empowered in my life, dude. Yeah. And I just, at that moment, I was like, I have been an ungrateful fucking child. I've been grateful to a certain extent. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to like push myself down, but I haven't been grateful enough. And, and I think if you can learn anything from this breakdown or experience is that you guys really reflect on your parents, dude. Reflect on every single aspect of their life. If you can channel, okay, they're talking to me like that because of this, this, and this. It's not just because they're mad at me right now. You know, like, I guess if I'm asking anything, it's just kind of be a lot more reflective and talk to your parents, dude. Like, be like, mom, I hugged her and I just didn't let her go. I was like, I'm so sorry that you didn't get to be, you know, what you wanted to be as a, you know, in a career or find your passion because you had five kids. And she's like, you are my passion. You are my life. Like my mom, we are her life. And now that we're all gone, it's very hard for her. It's very, she cries all the time. She's really sad. Her, her two little ones are also gone. They're not even little. They're like 23 and 21 now. And they're like going to be 21. And she's like, my two little ones are gone. And she just feels bad. And for me, I just have to really make a plan, dude. How am I going to get her out of this hole? And it's not all my job, right? Because I can't fix her. But it's like, I have to think about, okay, let's help her build a career. What can we do? How can we do it? And I feel like that's really, really um, important to be able to do for her. Because in, in reality, she, you're right. She's never known anything but be a wife, be a mom. Because she, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I don't know what is wrong with me. Right. I was just, mommy I know, brain. right? I'm like, oh my God, the mommy brain. Mommy brain. Um, but she never really got a chance to further her education as she so wished. And this is something that, again, um, has been, you know, that's what was, a, she did what was expected of her. Yeah, she did. And she, she did a was good fucking job, dude. To be yeah. a, a wife, to be a woman. And, and we're talking, it's crazy for our brains and society now today as you and I are talking in front of the camera, you know, here with, with you guys to share about these things. And like, you think that things are different now, but sometimes we forget how close we were to that generation and that yeah. era to the point where it really affected our parents mm-hmm. firsthand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's just kind of like what was, you know, the, the women's movement, the women's independence, because like you said, nowadays, it's not about like, oh, I'm going to stay home or, you know, whatever it's we decide to do. It's not that simple because the, the, it's economic inequality has magnified itself so much that yeah. a man's single job is not going to provide for the whole family. 
And even yeah. and and trust people in our culture have felt this in California. Like oh, la, mu- la mujer también tiene que trabajar, dude. They've had to, you know, been like, okay, vamos a dejar esta parte de la cultura porque la mujer también. Had it not been for my mom's housekeeping years, dude, we would not be where we are where right we now are today. Trust, yeah. yeah, and and it's it's rough, you know. But <clears throat> like you said, nowadays, like women also have to work for, mm-hmm. you know, to meet that requirement. Staying home is nice. Now it's staying yeah. home is more of a privilege. Being like, you know what. We are lucky enough where I can stay home and kind of raise my kids. But after that, this is just one of the things that I saw that I wanted to bring up a little bit earlier. I was just waiting for the perfect moment. I was watching um, a psychologist and I forget his name, but he shared something like um, he commented on this girl's video. It was a TikTok. Mm -hmm. And she said, have you guys noticed that after you um, you you leave your parents all of a sudden get a life? Like, have you guys noticed that all of a sudden they're better? And then he said, I just actually want to comment on that because when you start a family and you um, have a good marriage mm-hmm. and you are in unison and you in your partnership, you do realize that the very primary thing is your marriage. And your number one thing that you need to take care of is your marriage, because when you have children, children is only your temporary job. Yeah. Having kids is only temporary, uh, meaning that you will raise your kids up until a certain point until that you got to teach them how to build their forever after. Mm -hmm. Once they take off and build their forever after, all you have is your partner who you initiated this journey with. And I feel like back in the day, we didn't know any of this. No, my parents never, ever have gone on a date. Like never. I said, why don't you guys go on a date? Like go be with each other. Like my dad tows cars for a living. So I'm like, mom, go with him you know like if he's going to fresno or something and they do she does she goes with him but they don't go on dates bro my my dad might might and that's something that i do want to say that it's really really sad that i see on my dad's side like i i talk to christian about it all the time you know i don't never please don't misunderstand us like we're never trying to like talk bad about our parents' habits because unfortunately (laughs) that's just how they are but it's just like i feel so sad for my mom sometimes because christian sees it like your dad never like takes her out on a date like your mom is so nice like she's so nice and she does all these things for him what does he do for her and don't get me wrong i'm not saying he doesn't but we mean in the emotional he makes her laugh because he's he's always joking (laughs) he is he does my dad is a jokester he is like Um, he yeah (laughs) but you know after living with a person that is like consistently telling the dad jokes that you're just like oh Oh my my god God." you know my mom gets that 24 7 at some point it's no longer funny okay my mom is you know she's like you know um and like he doesn't like take sure for mother's day letra flores for her birthday he treats her nice but we're talking about the consistent work yeah of like hey thank you for everything that you've done the validation of your partner where you see like my mom busts our ass too and that's the thing if they that's the thing about i think in the way i see it is the money like we have to work, 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 work. Yeah. It's, it's just all about work. My all dad about doesn't work. know anything else and, other than and, work. And there's so much money. There's so much financial stress on, on families that it completely disrupts their quality of life. The, yeah. the value that they put to their relationship, the effort, everything. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are families with money that don't fucking go on dates. They don't. Yeah. It's just money, 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 money. And I want more and more and more and more. And they forget about. Wait, they what have the fuck home. am I doing this for? Yeah. So there's a 
there's two sides. And right. My dad is not a money hungry person. My dad is Dios nos ha bendecido y tengo todo. Yo tengo a Dios en mi corazón. I was like, dad, you have God in your heart and God is number one, but your wife is number two. So you need to also like, think about that. Like sacándola, like just pushing right. them a little bit, working with them. Right. Like even setting up a date for them. Yeah. Oh, ya les hice reservación, but bro, they don't, my mom doesn't like to spend money at restaurants. So I'm like, bro, I just can't. I'm like, I'm going to send you guys to McDonald's and shit. Like, <laughs> she's like she will spend money, but when it's the kids are there, like, it's so weird, yeah. but she's so about her kids, dude. And I'm like, dude, you loyal ass woman. Like, I love you for that. But dude, you have to be loyal to yourself. Yeah. She has and to I be think loyal that this to herself. Is a process first. that she has to go through and learning to let go because once, and she doesn't consider you guys being gone until you're married. Yeah. I feel like because yep. that's just the old yep. school way of thinking. Exactly. I feel like she doesn't fully cut the ties until, until we're married. You're married. Yeah. And that was actually another thing that I had seen because it's like what I wanted to say previously, it's like, that's kind of one part of the dynamic where, you know, there's the marriage aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And then number two, there is the else, the, the part where you need to also learn how to let people like your kids go and, and flourish and develop their own thing. Because nowadays like you know i've been blessed enough to know that i don't have that issue with my mom yeah although i am starting to see it a little bit with my younger brother mm. because i feel like once i was grown and i moved out and i left and you know now i'm married yeah. well not married or engaged now that i am um gonna get, I guess, gonna get married and have a family start my own family you know my mom kind of had already cut the ties you know what i mean and my my sister you know she has my knees and my yeah. sister's just doing her own thing my brother Gio was the one that was left you yeah. know and now Gio's also working, you know, he's got a girlfriend now. And I think that really? that slowly started sinking into your mom, into my mom mm -hmm. and my mom, all of a sudden she's acting really different, really weird. And I think that she's starting to experience that part because my the brother absence. is younger than your younger siblings, which means my mom is barely entering that phase. Yeah. Um, but it's and, like an and, emptiness and, that they feel yeah. and, and they, they don't know how to, my mom prays, my dad prays, my tia Claudia prays. They're all religious. Yeah, they all pray they to all God are. and they all have God. But there is an emptiness that has to be filled with a fulfilling feeling. Um, sorry for my redundancia. No me digas que vamos a subir para arriba. Pero, um, <laughs> like, they're, se tienen que llenar su corazón con amor y de Dios. Don't get me wrong. Pero también tienen que encontrar lo que es para ellos. Yeah. Dios nos creó con talentos, con virtudes. You know, yo conozco mis talentos, mis virtudes. Son muchos. <laughs> Bendito Dios. You don't even pero, know. <laughs> pero, like, yo conozco eso. And whenever I'm not woodworking, I'm singing. If I'm not singing, I'm dancing. If I'm not dancing, I'm making flowers. If I'm not making flowers, I'm cooking. If I'm not cooking, I'm drinking. <laughs> That's a virtud. <laughs> Una virtud que me dio Dios es me gusta la cerveza y tomar poquito, sí. Pero you have to fill it with something. Find a passion, find a hobby. And for my mom, I'm gonna, next fall, I'm gonna sign her up for some, some classes at the JC English because she wants to learn English. I'm like, get to it, sis. Like, I'll speak pure English to you and I'll work with your thick ass accent. But like, <laughs> I want you to be, you know, 
who you want to be like if you want to make dresses and sell them like i want you to do that yeah and i think that that it's it's it's, this just goes to show and this is just a little tip if you're listening that you you always have to continuously work on yourself and continue to develop yourself and always prioritize you know it's first you and then your kids i'm not saying that your kids are not a priority i'm just saying on top of the list you have to remember kind of like when you go on an airplane and then they tell you um, put your mask on before you help somebody else that's kind of what you have to continuously do because mm-hmm. these little ones will depend on you and they can't take care of you when they're little you can't you have to help yourself take care of you always do things that grow you and that love you you know like self-love i guess is what i was trying to say instead of love you again i'm not making sense self-love um, self-love and sabes que michelle and nuestra generación yo pienso que es la primera generación que está pensando así somos millennials somos first gen somos bueno tú eres nacida ya pero somos like millennials en esta en esta temporada where it's yo like fui la que me vine al norte bro. Del norte se vino. Me vine al norte. It's about self-love. It's about taking care of yourself. Like last night, it was late. And I was like, quiero hacerme las uñas. And I woke my ass up. And I was like, me voy a hacer las uñas. Y me las hice. And it was like self-love. A las dos de la mañana está güey. A las dos de la mañana, I'm like terminando de lijármelas y todo. Y ay, ya la otra mano ya la termino en la I mañana. <laughs> I'm like, I, how you guys, do you do it? Yo soy bien pinche. Yo estoy loca. Si tienen que saber una cosa de mí, estoy loca. Pero anyways, <laughs> just to finalize the episode, you guys. If you guys can relate to any of what we talked about today, trust, this is not the only episode we're going to be talking about parents. This was just probably the biggest mental breakdown that I've had. Bitch, imagine me lavando trastes, just crying, chillando, chillando como niña chiquita. I hadn't remembered crying like that desde que una vez que mi pa me dio un algat, no, uh, unos fajazos porque I was doing some bad shit all the time, all the time. She was and tremenda. I was hyperventilating. I was like... <laughs> Like literally hyperventilating when I was crying. And one this, of those cries. It was one of those fucking cries. And this one, I was just like silently like bawling. And then my dad walked out because he was mad. And he kind of like, he was kind of like, well, go learn and go get your career. And it's like, bro, it's been 30 fucking years. You can't just tell her to go do that when for 30 years she's been doing this. Like it, it that's not how that works. Yeah. Sometimes so they got to like, work on their skills. You got to work on that. <laughs> my so, dad does too. Don't worry. So I think I, it might, it might just be a brother thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So los I just, ponemos a los tres, uh, uh, my dad, your dad and our tío. And yeah. then just like, you guys need to sit your asses down and we got to coach you guys yeah. on how to treat our moms because Bro. Yeah. you guys need some work. Yeah, you no, know? definitely. But that's the beauty about our family, Michelle. Que nos podemos sentar y hablar como familia. Con mis hermanos, dude. I don't, maybe there's familias out there that you can grab your brother, your sister, and you can sit them down. All right, what the fuck are we going to do about this problem? We're a unit. Like, me and my siblings, we're a team. It's us versus them. And we all work with them in a specific way, right? We all have our own individual way of working around their strictness, working with it, working through it, communicating. But we've sat down and it's really right. beautiful to be able to sit down for me to call you and just let you know what's going on and just it's you just gotta have family i'm kind of like that one prima that's kind of like an extended sibling she is she's literally <laughs> mi hermana basically but it's just like you know like we're we're yeah we're yeah. very close very even close though we're just cousins and we are um, all a cut for me i don't even call you my cousin i literally like meech like I just don't. Yeah, I just, yeah. you're just yeah. niche to me. You're like you're like a sister. Yeah, yeah that's what you are. You know, yeah. and it's funny because like Christian's like, oh, you haven't called Tita. 
have you told tita like he it's almost like you could tell like right away because it's like he almost questions me when i don't because it's yeah. just such a like natural thing yeah is or like you know if we're free this afternoon she's like oh are you guys filming the podcast or are you guys oh is tita there you know like yeah because he already knows he has that like expectation and you know yeah. and he loves your brother too so it's just it's a very nice thing to see he's like i'm gonna hit a bricky i'm gonna see what he's doing yeah. literally when you me know? and michelle are gonna hang out i'm gonna hit a bricky because you know i ride with my brother all the time yeah. but ladies if you're out there if you're single my brother's young 28 looking for a good looking <laughs> woman so if y'all out there y ese güey si lo apendejan él las mantiene eh? so pónganse truchas la que estoy buscando que las mantengan ese güey oye cómo es posible que estás buscando a alguien que se aproveche de tu hermano no, pues, pues todas las que me ha hecho michelle el hijo de la chingada <laughs> tiene que pagar de una manera u otra Oh my god. <laughs> okay, no, he's guys. looking for una que lo que lo aproveche pero de la forma buena. Sí, que lo trate bien. Que lo trate bien, que lo cuide y también. Y también que se lo chingue, por favor, porque yo no puedo. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're going to finalize this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you guys and sorry for crying. I fucking I never cry, but I just was like <laughs> She got a she had to let it out. I had to let it out, bro. Fuck. Anyways, awesome. well, thank love you, you so much. Love you too. Have a good one. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for being patient. <laughs>